Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Steve Palazzolo here with Sam Monson. Yeah, I, I read the comment. I read the comments that you couldn't press mute quickly enough for my welcome in. So I'm going to come in with more of a soothing voice here today. Talking NFL draft. It's tough to hide the excitement though, Sam. You got to crank it up again because it's draft night. It's, it's here. Time for the draft. So welcome into the daily. I hope you got the mute button done in time but we're going to talk about our favorite players we're talking about teams and fits and all that stuff so a few minutes to discuss our favorite players in the draft my guys your guys sam so let's uh let's just shout out some players that are ours that was just a bait and switch there you, it did. you suckered everybody into this quiet nicely soothing intro and then deafen them anyway i didn't uh, intend on doing that i was gonna stay soothing but then the excitement took over uh-huh so either way, your your eardrums have been blown out yet again. Now I'm a liar. Uh, Steve, Steve gotcha. Only this time, they didn't happen when you anticipated it happening. So it's it's a double whammy. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, the I wrote an, uh, my guy's article on PFF.com, and the first name on the list will be the least surprising to anybody that's listened to us on the big show or even on this show. Calvin Austin from Memphis has been one of my guys, like from the start of this draft process, tiny little wide receiver five foot eight 170 pounds these are like third percentile numbers this is about as small as you're possibly going to find a wide receiver being at the nfl level but he offsets that by being essentially you know a 97th 95th plus percentile athlete in every other conceivable way whether it's um running a 4-3-2-40 whether it's having a 99th percentile broad jump despite being one of the smallest wide receivers you're ever going to see he has one of the fastest 10 yard splits that's ever been recorded right we're talking about literally one of the fastest accelerating human beings to walk the planet earth so he has the skills to offset being a tiny receiver and he's got the tape to do it as well like you watch him throughout his college career sauce gardner might go in the top five and this guy absolutely wrecked sauce gardner when they played every single rep could have been a penalty on sauce gardner for desperately trying to cling on to a guy who he just couldn't live with in terms of quickness and you know movement in a phone booth and if he can do that to a guy that people are talking about as being an elite press man type of corner he can be successful in the nfl without being limited to just a slot receiver using that matchup just feels unfair sam that was like the old seattle corners that were big and long and when you threw the slot sized receivers at them they had trouble it's not fair sauce who's also one of my look the my guys rules doesn't have to be underrated guys but um let me start in the secondary uh, i'll get to the corners in a second but uh, Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State. I know there are people that are all over the place on him. Um, I think Lance Erline had him as a top 32 player. Uh, we have him more in the second round on the PFF draft board. But you know I've been diving in to the numbers in recent weeks here, Sam. And every time I do that, uh, two safeties come out on top. Kyle Hamilton and Jaquan Brisker. Uh, so I think Brisker being in that Kyle Hamilton territory, when you look at historic metrics numbers workout numbers that that lead to nfl success and then on the field he shows everything you need to see right it, you you have a good run defender he is physical he works better moving forward than backwards so you know every now and again when you get a you know backpedal play the ball over your head there can be some issues but i think brisker has a good all-around safety skill set and you talk about kyle hamilton and uh, lewis seen potentially going in the first round i think brisker if he does go especially in round two could be an absolute steal. Um, my next guy is someone that you like as well. And it's a, it's the cornerback version of Calvin Austin. Tiny, 
dude, Marcus Jones from Houston. Um, Marcus Jones, honestly, if he was regulation size, like if he was a normal cornerback size, size, right? We're talking about a guy who's three inches taller, 20 pounds heavier. I think he'd be the number one corner in this draft. Like he would be up there with Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner, but he isn't. And not only is he not that size, he's not even in the vicinity. He is a tiny cornerback who's the only guy you're going to find in the entirety of his tape who was able to live with Calvin Austin in terms of speed and quickness, right? The two of those guys, when they went one-on-one, and it happened multiple times, I think, um, it was just incredible to watch. It was like watching sped-up tape, right? They're just operating at a different speed to everybody else. He has the quickness. He has the instantaneous movement skills and acceleration and ability to move without getting out of control. That means even if he's limited to just being a slot corner at the next level because of size, he should be a really good one because that immediacy of movement is vital to playing in the slot where you have to defend two-way goes. You can't cheat necessarily to one side. You have to play honestly and react to what the receiver in front of you does. He has that ability to instantly react and move with that guy and not give up separation. Yeah, I'm with you on Marcus Jones, and I think I think you described it right. You know, the fact that if he was a little bit bigger there and a little bit more physical, right? I mean, those are the the two things when you think about strength. I, I think that's an underrated component to wide receiver cornerback play is uh, strength down the field and being able to handle physicality. That is where Marcus Jones is lacking. The model loves him though, Sam, because you know if you don't adjust for size, all the the stats and grades and uh, workout numbers are there. So Marcus Jones, he's one of my guys as well at corner. Um, I'm a, I'm just a big fan of the two top corners in general, Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner. Uh, I've said since the beginning I'm a big fan of Trent McDuffie. I think I, I think it's a solid cornerback class at the top. I'd be happy with any of those players. So throw them uh, in the my guy bucket. I'm going to go Leo Chanel too, the linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh, it, he's a he's a my guy both from a production standpoint and just a fun tape to watch perspective. I mean that dude goes in and absolutely wrecks offensive lineman like a like a ninja the way he uses his hands that's how a little uh zach cunningham like and zach cunningham in the nfl level has been very good run defender there's certainly questions about chanel as a coverage player i know that's a big question mark at linebacker but he can still provide value uh as as a run defender not not a pure thumper but a guy that can just win in the run game and handle offensive linemen at the second level All right. I don't hate that one. Um, I'm going to go with Nick Benito, edge rusher from Oklahoma, who's been, I think, perennially underrated for this entire process. We... The focus appears to be what he can't do in the run game, right? He's he's going to get washed out in the run game. He's a little bit lightweight. He's going to get overpowered. He's only a third down pass rusher. But third down pass rushers are no longer just third down pass rushers, right? This is not the NFL of the late 90s. This is a pass-happy league where passing situations are most of the plays. Like you, ha- if you're a if you're a guy who would have been just a situational pass rusher in the past, you can easily play 50% of the snaps and just pin your ears back and go rush the passer. And in fact, players do that. Like you think of guys like Yannick Ngakwe, who is similarly one dimensional and does not play the run at all. It doesn't matter. Like he can go after the quarterback and have great seasons. And if you can rush the passer effectively, you will be a, a quality and important NFL player. And I think Benito has elite uh, edge rushing potential around the edge. He also has a great inside counter move. He can convert speed to power. He's a complete all around pass rusher. So even if he's only going to do that, the fact that he's able to be as productive as any rusher in this class 
should be getting valued more than it is. Yeah, the run game stuff's interesting with Benito. He definitely gets washed out a lot. And there's times when he does win, he wins with agility, kind of quickness. Doesn't always work at the next level. That's how Joe Schobert was back in college. I think there's some similarities to Schobert, who ended up becoming a a linebacker at the next level. But a big fan of Benito. Uh, Another edge defender that I really like, Arnold Ebichetti uh, from Penn State, formerly of Temple. I think when you look at him, another guy that just shows up from a production standpoint, but also has the measurables, can also win. Like He's got the long arms, man. The Jags should be looking at him in the second round. 34-plus inch arms for Ebiketti. And I think, you know, wingspan, arm length, vertical, broad, he ticks all the measurables boxes, also ticks the production boxes as well as a pass rusher. And I think he wins a little differently than some of these other guys. We talk about guys that win with pure burst or with power. Uh, Ebiketti, he's more of a technician, Sam. I love his hand usage. I love... Uh, the way he attacks offensive linemen. And I think we're talking to all these guys at the top, but here's a guy that ticks a lot of my boxes here, Sam. And I think he's going to be uh, a steal again in the second round, probably. Um, I'll give you one more player that I love. There's a lot of wide receivers in this draft that I, I like a lot. And one of them is Jalen Tolbert um, from South Alabama. And he's a guy that's sort of 6'2", 190 pounds, reminded me a lot of Rashad Higgins, who I really liked coming out, but I think he might be a better version. And perhaps more importantly, he tested better than than Rashad Higgins. Um, he has really big hands. His 10-yard split was another one of these ones that's extremely good. Like, that's by far the thing that he's best at in terms of pre-draft measurables. He had a, a 10-yard split that's under 1.5 seconds. When you're 1.4 something in a 10-yard split, it, you are lightning acceleration. And this guy just made big plays across the board. Um, consistently showed up well in the all-star uh, game that he went to. I, I really like Jalen Tolbert's potential to show up as a sort of day two pick and contribute like right away and be a good player for an NFL team. Yeah, Tolbert, I think his uh, his speed definitely showed up when you watched him play. I'll, I'll throw just Darian Kennard out there as well. Kentucky tackle that's probably going to move into guard. I think he's going to maul some people. Is he another second-round prospect? I think I just love the second round. The more I talk through it, I take all my picks, trade into the second, draft all my guys, profit, create a championship ball club. That's what I would do. Anyway, let us know in the comments below who are your guys for the NFL draft. And don't forget to join us for draft night on the YouTube channel live, PFF Draft Show. Right now, it's PFF NFL Daily. <laughs>